Hello, and welcome to Biblical Breadcrumbs. In this episode, we'll be in Matthew chapter 23. Yes, we're starting 23, um, and we'll be going through the first section of this, about 13 verses. Uh, we'll see We'll see what the time ends up being. Matthew chapter 23. Now, this is an important chapter for a, uh, a couple of reasons. Number one, a lot of people know Matthew 23, right? It's the famous chapter where Jesus kind of goes off on the Pharisees and condemns all of them for being horrible people and etc etc um a lot of bad things happen to them because well they're kind of bad and awful people and th- and that's what we know the chapter for i mean you're not going to find something super different here because that's what the chapter is about that's the main thrust of it but the other thing is that Matthew 23 is actually not by itself. Uh, it, it comes in a set of three chapters that make up Jesus's last sermon. So if you remember the basic outline of the book, we have a narrative section, and we have Jesus's first sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, right? Uh, the, and then you have another narrative section, then you have Matthew chapter 10, then uh, Jesus's second sermon, then you have a third narrative section, then you have a third uh, speech in, in Matthew chapter 13. That's the parable, or that's the, that's the, uh, sermon with all the parables in it. Sorry, I'm not very well put together right now. Um, then you have a fourth narrative section after that in chapters 14 through 17. Matthew chapter 18, such a great chapter, still one of my favorite chapters, is the fourth sermon. And now you have a fifth narrative, and here we finally reached the fifth sermon, which is chapters 23, 24, and 25. Just like Sermon on the Mount ends up getting divided into three chapters, so too does this sermon end up getting divided into three chapters. And really, uh, what that points to is, this is, this is well, it's really important because it's one of the five, um, but this is, this is Jesus's last sermon. Um, the last thing he's going to speak before the last narrative unfolds and all the consequences come upon him. But Matthew 23 is actually very important because it's picking up from Matthew 22 as well, right? That's the other reason this is so important. It's picking up right from where we left off at the end of chapter 22, which was what? Uh, Jesus asks the Pharisees a question. They've been asking him questions all throughout this. Well, now he gets to ask them something, and he asks, hey, David's son, Messiah, like, whose son is the Messiah? And they say David, and he says, right. So how did David say that the Messiah was also his master, like his his father figure, Um, his boss? Because you're not usually serving your child. That's not how it's supposed to go. Um, and Jesus is looking for an answer from them, because if the Pharisees answer, if they if they answer, if they give any potential reason um, why they believe one way or the other, what they believe, what they can think of this passage, like what they make of it, if they gave any reason, Jesus could start reasoning with them from there. He could start a conversation. He could start a dialogue from their misconception or their correct answer, but they just won't even answer him at all. Because if they answer him, they know they're going to have a dialogue with them. They know they're he's going to defeat them like he always has before, and they don't want to deal with that. And so these are people who are not genuine. These are people who don't care about the truth, who don't care about finding the answer to these um, to these questions, they, they just don't care. They're done at this point, and they're not going to engage with Jesus. 
And Jesus looks at that attitude. He looks at the heart that has completely checked out and does not care about God. And he says, fine, I have to start out this sermon this way then. And so in Matthew 23, because the Pharisees have utterly and completely rejected him to the point where they won't even talk to him anymore. This is why Jesus has to go off on them. This is why they get condemned because they are so disingenuine. I don't even know if that's a word. They are so just disingenuous that they won't even talk to him. They won't consider, they won't think, they won't do anything but they're content to just let Jesus do his talking and they're going to ignore him. God can't reason with people if they don't want to reason with him. It's up to them. And so since the Pharisees rejected him, God now rejects them. Let's start reading Matthew chapter 23, starting in verse one. We're gonna read all 13 verses, which is a little bit longer than normal. Um, and it does, it will cover two or three sections depending on how your Bible breaks it up, but it really all fits together, and it's so, it's very, very disappointing. Matthew 23, starting in verse 1. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. The scribes and Pharisees are seated in the chair of Moses, therefore do whatever they tell you and observe it, but don't do what they do because they don't practice what they teach. They tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry and put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to lift a finger to move them. They do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love the place of honor at the banquets, the front seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called rabbi by people. But you are not to be called rabbi, because you have one teacher, and you, uh, and you are all brothers and sisters. Don't call anyone on earth your father, because you have one father who is in heaven. You aren't to be called instructors either, because you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, for you certainly don't go in, and you don't allow those entering to go in. Ooh. So Jesus turns around and he speaks to the crowds and to his disciples. The Pharisees aren't willing to listen. The Pharisees aren't going to talk. They don't want anything to do with him. Fine, he's not going to be there. Fine, he's going to let them reject him, and he's going to talk to the people instead. Now, what do the people need to know? The people need to realize that the scribes and Pharisees, there are some legitimate power claims. There, there are some legitimacies to their um, speaking. If they're speaking the law, you should listen, because it's the law, and the law is important, and you should follow the law of Moses. But don't emulate them. Don't be like them. Don't live like them, because they don't even practice what they teach. No, they stick burdens on people. They make life difficult. They make their own laws and put them on top of God's laws, and then expect everyone to follow them, and we'll just talk about that later. Man, so these, the, think about the situation, right? It's, it's guys who look at the law, the Old Testament, and look at all the rules and regulations and say, that's nowhere near enough. Let me make life more difficult for you. Y'all, 
was was the Sabbath made for man or man made for the Sabbath? Right? Was the law, was man made so that they could follow the law or was the law made to clarify things for man? God made the law, God made the Sabbath, God gave these benefits so that men could benefit from them because he made humanity and he wants us to have good lives. But they don't care. They're making it more difficult. The law is there to alleviate burdens, and the Pharisees and scribes are using it to add burdens to people and to make problems. And then they don't do anything to help it. They don't do anything to remove the issue. They just make an issue, and even though Judaism is all about mitigating difficulty and getting rid of sin, they just make it much more easy for you to sin and much more difficult for you to be godly. That's against the point of Judaism, and yet that's what they do. But it's okay. That's not where it ends. You look at verse 5. They do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge their uh, phylacteries, their, their boxes of scripture. They show off how scriptural they are, how godly they are. They show off how religious they are by having long tassels that now they drag on the ground, right? That's impressive. That's going to get people's attention. That's what they're doing. And instead of glorifying God, they're getting the seats of honor at the banquets. They're getting the front seats in the synagogues. They're getting greetings in the marketplaces. They're getting recognized. They're called rabbi. They're teachers. They're important. And instead of giving glory to the Lord, they're actually just glorifying themselves. You know what Judaism is about? Firstly, Judaism is about making things easier and getting rid of sin, but they're using Judaism to make things more difficult and to make people sinners even more often because they're adding rules to it. Judaism is about glorifying God. Judaism is about giving God the honor. And instead, what are the Pharisees and scribes doing? They're using it for themselves. And they've co-opted this religion into a, a, a fake religion that honors them as God. Look at verse uh, verses 8, 9, 10, 11. Sorry, I'm, I'm mad about this. I'm legitimately angry about this. Um, and hopefully it doesn't sound like I'm being too angry at, at you all listening. But <laughs> this is infuriating because l look at what they're doing, right? Um, they're calling themselves teacher. They're going out of their way to be teachers, to be important, to be recognized so that people would know who they are. Guess what? God's the teacher. Maybe they shouldn't be taking God's job, but it's okay. They don't stop there. They're being called father. They're trying to take on the role of the father for people. They're trying to step into that role, and they're the important ones, and they're the uh, the fathers, the guidance, the the leadership, the etc. It's all belonging to the father and jesus says yes it does belong to the father stop taking his job you're not god you have one father don't there's no other one so stop taking that title stop taking like stop trying to step into god's role stop calling yourself instructors or leaders or or whatever it is no no you guys are peers <laughs> You are all under God, right? You are all brothers and sisters. It's not like one of you is the teacher and the others are the learners. No, God's the teacher and all of you humans are learners. 
stop making yourself so much greater, so much bigger than, than you are. You're trying to display yourself as something worth so much in this world. You are worth so much in this world, and that just means you're not worth very much to God anymore. Because you're taking his job, you're disrespecting him, you're twisting the rules, you're breaking people, all in an attempt to glorify yourself. God's not happy with that. On the other hand, verse 11 you, if you want to be actually great, you just need to serve people instead. Stop glorifying yourself. Stop being out for yourself. Stop bringing yourself all the fame and recognition. It's not about you. Grow up. And realize, if you exalt yourself in this world, you will be exalted in this world. And people will honor you in this world. And you'll be dishonored in the world after. But if you humble yourself in this world, if you serve others in this world, if you give up for other people in this world, you will be honored in the life after. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. But if you exalt yourself, you'll be humbled, right? Who are you people to take such titles from God? Who are you people to step in the role of the Lord? Who are you to take his laws, to change what they are, to put more in there? Who gave you the right to do that? Because it sure wasn't God, and it wasn't Jesus. Who was it? Which one of you thought it was a good idea to tamper with what God put down? But it's okay, right? Because it's about to get even worse. Because now we're going to enter the section of the woes. We read one earlier. We read one in verse 13, and I want to look at that one. Because now Jesus enters the section where he's going to say exactly what the problem is and what they're doing and whose fault it is and how, how badly and horribly they have acted towards others. And we start with none other than verse 13. Woe to you, you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, for you don't go in. And you don't allow those entering to go in. It would be bad for them to take God's job. It would be bad for them to uh, make themselves the focus of everything. It would be bad for them to be prideful like that. It would be bad if they chose that. But at least it only destroys them and other people can live. But they're not content with that. They're not content with just a self-destructive attitude. No, they've got to kill everybody else too. And so scribes and Pharisees, what are you doing? You don't get into heaven. You're not going there. That is not on the trajectory you're on. No, you people are, well, we'll get more specific in later verses in an episode or two. Uh, you people are not going to heaven. That's the polite way to say it. You guys aren't going there. But y you lock the door and throw away the key so that nobody else can go there either. You've been given the law, which is a dictation that helps people to find God. But because you're misusing it, because you're being horrible with it, because you're abusing it and hurting other people with it, that's actually just destroying what the law is there for. Nobody else can use your law to get into heaven because your law doesn't get into heaven. 
And that's what you're teaching. You're not teaching God's law. You're teaching your law. And this is going to, I'll push that point off for um, the next verse in the next episode. But think about what they're doing. They're not content with destroying self. They want to destroy everyone else as well. And maybe this isn't a want. They don't actively set out every day to destroy this batch of synagogueites. It's not like, hey, these people are in Jerusalem. We should take them out today. We should spiritually sabotage them. That's not really what they're doing, not what they're setting out to do. But because of their falsehood, because of their failure to teach, because of their failure to actually listen to God and speak what he said— they're destroying all these other people. And there's nothing, those people don't know better. There's nothing they can do about it. And so what do you, you you, you cut yourself off from heaven and you cut everybody else off as well. This is the quality of people that we're dealing with here. And they're not good. These are people who block access to God, who cut themselves out of heaven even while saying that they're great and that they're the ones who are going to be foremost in the kingdom. They're actually the ones who aren't going to get there at all. And they're going to be the first ones kicked out, and they're going to be the most surprised when it happens because they think they're great, but God knows a whole lot better. Jesus is not happy that he has to say this. I think that that's evident from from chapter 22. I'm not happy that I have to talk about it either. Um, but this is the people. These are the guys who cut God out of their lives. And that's, that's the decision that they decided to make. Right? So as we go through this chapter, we're looking at some horrible things that these people are doing. And it's really easy to say, wow, these are horrible things that those people are doing. But ultimately, the question at the end of the day has to be, am I any better? Right? Do I shut the door of the kingdom of heaven? Am I teaching something? Am I following something? Am I believing something that's going to cut me out of heaven? And do I teach that to others so that they can't enter either? Do I block off others' access to God through my foolishness, through my evil? Is that something that I'm doing? And maybe it's not an intentional choice, but is that something that I'm doing regardless? Am I teaching? Am, am, am I teaching correctly, and am I following through in what I'm teaching? Or am I being like the Pharisees? Am I humbling myself? Am I giving God the glory? Or am I being like the Pharisees? Am I truly any better? from these guys with their many faults? That's the main thrust of this chapter. And that's something we're going to talk about throughout the chapter. They're bad, but are we better? And that's a question everyone has to answer for himself. So as we pull around at the end, here's just one idea. Here's just just one idea that I take from verse 11, and it's this, the greatest among you will be your servant. 
there are a lot of job titles you can have right there are a lot of of things that you can aspire to you can be a captain you can be a president you can be a ceo you could be a uh, all sorts of job titles what were they going for they were going for rabbi and teacher and um well okay rabbi is teacher sorry they're going for teacher they're going for father they're going for like instructor or leader and, and and someone up in this position of authority that's the job title they're going to and jesus says fundamentally Fix your perception of things, because the greatest job title you could ever achieve to is the rank of slave. That's that's about as important as you're ever going to get. Because in God's kingdom, you got to realize exactly where you are. You've got to realize exactly who you are, what you've done, what you deserve, and that slave is much higher than you could ever hope to achieve on your own. And so submit into God's kingdom and be a slave in God's kingdom because ultimately those who submit will themselves be raised up. Those who are humble will be exalted. The greatest title you can have is slave. That's a really important concept for all of the New Testament and all of the Old Testament but all, all of this new law that we have is based on that idea. You are a slave to God. You give all of yourself to God. Oh, and you're a slave to others because you give all of yourself to others as well. What's the most important commandment in the law? We just talked about it recently. Love God with everything you have and love your neighbor with everything you have as yourself. Love your neighbor entirely. So guess what? Be a slave to God with all that you have and be a slave to your neighbor and serve them with all that you've got as well. That's the most important job that you could ever hold on earth. Maybe we need to think about that a little bit more than we usually do. So that's the first section of Matthew 23. I have planned to do this in three parts. Um, chapter uh, uh section two will be uh verses 15 through 28 ish and section three should be 29 to the end of the chapter it's a lot there it's a lot of text but i feel like it's less about the individual points and more about the overall concept and so that's what we're going to be looking at in this chapter hopefully that's helpful and as as you uh head out as you go about your day just be thinking Am I really better than all those people? Right? Am I really better than all the people I condemn? That That's so key to this chapter about the Pharisees, but it's also key to people in real life. Right? You go out, you see somebody on the street who says something that you don't like very much, and you're like, wow, I'm better than them. Are you really? Judge not that you be not judged. Be so, so careful. Because even as we condemn the Pharisees, we condemn ourselves because oftentimes we are just as hypocritical as they are. We just don't see it because it's about us and we don't like seeing it when it's about us. Think about that. And uh, I hope that's a useful thought as you go about your day. Thanks for listening. Hope you benefited. Hope you enjoyed. And I'll see you on the next episode of Biblical Breadcrumbs. <laughs>